welcome. Welcome to another episode of Someone Might Hear You. I'm your host, Simone Wakefield, and we are talking with our friend Jen today. Just letting you guys know, we are going to have some focused episodes coming up. We're going to be talking about trust um, and forgiveness. A lot of, uh, you know, single focus podcasts are going to be coming your way shortly. And of course, we're going to be doing another episode of Money Works where we're going to follow the money and not just work for money, but make our money work for us. So we talked about some stocks. We're going to be talking about that again. Please subscribe, you know, bookmark us, whatever your favorite thing is. I think we're in Spotify. We're on Apple, uh, which I'm pretty proud of. It's pretty neat to be on Apple. Um, and so please definitely, I had someone DM me and say, Hey, I, I, uh, uh, I got to shout her out. Uh, thank you so much. She said, I'm subscribing. I appreciate it. I appreciate your plays. I'm hoping that our conversations are not only going to be entertaining some of the time, <laughs> if not all of the time, uh, but some of the time, at least we can talk about some deeper issues and certainly learn a little bit and express ourselves as openly and honestly as possible. So thank you again for joining us. We love you. And I say we, the royal we. That is me and all my beings, all my different versions of me. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Welcome. I hope that you're living your best life. I hope that you're focusing on your best mental health. I hope that you're vo focusing on your best spiritual health, whatever that means to you. And you're taking care of yourself physically. Drink some water this week, folks. Drink some water. All right. Thank you. And let's go. Thank you for coming on again. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been an interesting week. Lots of stuff going on. So I have lots of stuff to tell you. Um, okay. You things on your mind that you want to talk about. So we're mm -hmm. going to chop it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How are you feeling about the holidays? It was good. It was good. Quiet but good. Right. So you had yeah. like so so you had like a good Thanksgiving. It was like family only um kind of thing. Well, um I yeah, mostly everyone I think most uh New Yorkers, if they didn't travel out, they did uh, you know, go with stay with the family. But I had, you know, like five with me it was five it was six of us. Right? Yeah. Let me see, my sister five of us together. So yeah, like my oldest son, he didn't come out because he's finishing classes. My youngest son, he came early, got his food and flew. So it's, you know, that was it. Yeah. So I guess that's like growing pains with children. Like they're all on different schedules and stuff, huh? Yeah, they do their own thing, you know. Plus my son is kind of, um, like I said, he's my oldest son. He's usually never missed Thanksgiving, but he, um, because of COVID and his classes, he got two more weeks of classes. He's been crashing, you know, like every day. And he said he's been like overworked, so he's kind of tired. So he didn't come. Yeah. Okay. So we did, yeah, we did about the same size, just just immediate family. So just, no. you know, and, and we wore masks some of the times and, and some of the others. So, yeah. Um, that was pretty good. I was just asking mm -hmm. about the in general, because I always find that we're like, for me, moving into this season, I always, I, you know, there's so much, so much, you, you can't help yourself but want to go shopping, right? And buy stuff. 
even okay you have to put on like you know like the restraints to to shop because everything is coming up they're advertising all the new products you know they've got the sales and your favorite face cream and all that kind of stuff plus as i go into this season you know my birthday's coming up um mm-hmm. feel free to start shopping and mm-hmm. and always at the end of the year i get into this you know i enjoy it because people are trying to be happier they're trying mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're doing the whole, the whole, you know, let's be kind, let's be generous and everything like that. So that's a great spirit. I wish we had it all year round, but it's, it's coming into this season that we get that. Um, the music's upbeat. You know, I wasn't like a person who listened to a lot of Christmas music back in the day, but uh, the upbeatness of it and the, you know, the joyousness of it, I, I, it's all a good feeling. And then of course we go into my birthday, right? And New Year's. So this Mm -hmm. is a great time of year for me always feeling very good and also looking forward. Like I've been actually just kind of tired. Like I've been, I've been just ready for some rest. You know, I'm thinking I, I mm-hmm. downtime. So mm-hmm. about you, I don't know if, if that's how you feel towards the end of the year. Some people clean. I used to clean. I used to declutter and all this kind of stuff and clean. Um, mm-hmm. But do you do, do you have any, things that you do at the end of the year to either that you specifically do year after year um or try to do that in this season right or do you have any special things that you do for new years that's going to be coming soon well uh new year's is important but um usually i um i used to clean like thoroughly but since i just moved you know like everything is clean pretty much (laughs) so i mean it's just got it's just a matter of arranging everything and putting everything together so i'm more into christmas but um like i said i'm still trying to set up for uh christmas as well but it's not going to be the same because you know now you know like my kids are grown and you know but we're going to try to have i try to have like just make fish or something like that but as far as new year's is concerned i try to I used to do the ritualistic things of back, making sure everything was clean, making sure the curtains was up, new curtains was everything was new, everything, even if it's a slip cover, it had to be new. So uh, even your clothes you put on had to be new. But what I what I'm going to do this year, I believe, is more of a fasting. Oh. You know, like yeah, I'm gonna do a, probably a fast. You know, like overnight, and you know, just fast and just cleanse, and then like take a hot bath. And I really pray, you know, like, because it's just, it's been a rough year going out. So I'll just pray, you know, I'll just keep praying and I read, you know, I read my Bible and I'll just pray and, you know, and then I wake up the next day. Then basically if it's going to be, I don't know what day New Year's is falling, I'm not sure. But, you know. mm -hmm. So that's your routine for like the, so, so when, so now, so this is December 31st. You're cleaning, you you may maybe putting on clean clothes, all that kind of stuff, new clothes, whatever like that. But then you're gonna spend the night praying and fasting. No, that's what I used to do. I used oh, okay. to do the cleaning right. and but I don't do that anymore. Like I said, make I just make sure the house is clean. You know, and I one thing I do, I one thing I make sure of, I don't have any dirty clothes in my house. I'm just picturing you like rocking and fasting as the year ends. Like, you know, people are waiting. Oh, I don't do all of that. I mean, that's just <laughs> Fasting to me means just what it is. It's just, it's nothing but, you know, water. 
I just do water strictly, you know, but I do that anyway, cause I want to change the way, you know, like just some, you know, just things I want to change. And plus when you fast, you actually see clearly. I know a lot of people never, I fasted for four days one time and you see things, you'd be like, wow. I never saw that before. It's just like so many things is, you know, like, because it's a, it's a spiritual cleanse. So Right. So, so many things could either attack you or so many things could come at you because it's like your eyes are like open. You, It's like everything is cleansed inside. Yeah. I've never, I've never done a fast. I'm not in that sense, you know, you know, fasting for like a test or something like that, but not nothing, nothing like that. Um, hey, you know, it might be worth trying. Uh, maybe, maybe that's something experimental I might try. Uh, in case I want to see some clarity. I do think that towards the end of the year, though, I find that I want more quiet. I don't want, I don't want everybody around me. Um, I enjoy people, but I'm, I'm, I want like that time that's just quiet. I like to do projects, um, uh, you know, whether it's painting or stuff like that, stuff that, you know, things that I can just relax, do solo, and feel good. And it's been tough because for me at the end of the year, typically... There's all this stuff. There's Christmas, which I never used to celebrate, so it wasn't really a, a big deal, but everybody's attention is drawn there. Um, my parents' wedding anniversary is right before my birthday, so that always sucked a lot of attention away from my birthday. Um, and I always go into, every year I say for my birthday, and I'm just going to keep talking about my birthday for a minute. Every year I go into my birthday saying like, oh, I'm going to do something big. Like I guarantee you January 1st, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to do something big. I'm going to, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have all my friends over. And then as we get closer and closer, I'm like, man, I don't really want to plan a party and I don't really want to spend all that energy on it. And then I get into a place of, of feeling what I've experienced the last couple of years is that I don't need anything. Right. Uh Like Mm -hmm. I have, I have more than, more than what I need. Right. In terms of, you know, I got a roof over my head. I've got, you know, transportation. I've got a job. I have people who love me. You know, I have my family. So what else do I need? So then that replaces the whole party thing. And then I, I can't figure out whether I feel like I've jipped myself because I didn't really go for it. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. see sending pictures, you know, hey, we're on the beach and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, why didn't I do that for my birthday? But I feel like mm-hmm. that's all like work, right? Even uh-huh. It, uh-huh. It's, right, you got to go on a trip, you got to, you got to buy stuff, you got to try to look cute, you know what I mean? That's, 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 that is not what I want to do on my birthday. I do want right. to, I want to, I want to look nice and feel good without trying. And then on top of that, I've been, you know, I've had these COVID extra pounds. So I think a lot of us have had that. I don't know if you had extra COVID pounds, but myself- I don't have extra COVID pounds. <laughs> I have extra COVID mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching a fight in Sheer across the street with the Puerto Ricans. I don't believe it. Unbelieve it. So literally right now you're watching a fight across the street? Across the street on this block. That they tried to make nice for these. Never mind. We'll talk about that. Keep going. Yes, let's talk about. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Unbelievable. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, listen. Hey, the block is hot. That's 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 crazy. So let's talk about. So I 
stayed out of the gyms for a long time and now I've been going back to the gym, but I don't know. I haven't been feeling as motivated as I did before. And maybe that's because I don't feel as strong as I did before. So it's just hard getting into the gym, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I find myself looking like you have to register for classes to go to the gym and to, and I look at the class size and when I see it's like 10 people, I don't want to go right now. And I don't know if that's just me being silly or, or not, but I feel like, uh, I don't, I just, I don't want so many people breathing and sweating around me, but anyway, so I haven't really been working out as hard as I thought I was going to do to get back into shape for my birthday. Um, and the thing I was, I wanted to ask your opinion on is because I find that I start buying stuff that I want coming up to my birthday. Like I'm treating myself. So like I have bought some crazy exercise equipment that I'm not going to get into, you know, I've been buying like, you know, just, Hey, you know, I want some new clothes, I'm trying to look fresh, you know, just trying to, you know, spice it up. And, um, and then I was thinking, so should I, I was, should I not buy stuff for myself? Should I put it on a list so that like, like now I have a fiance, like, should I just be writing a list and like tucking it like, you know, on their nightstand and maybe on the mirror in the bathroom um, or door, just all the things that I want and, and wait instead of what I normally do, which is just go out and buy the stuff that I want. What do you think? Well, you might get double of what of something you don't or that you need unless you're going to put it on a on a list like, you know, the target list. Oh, my God. Or you can, um, you know, I mean, it's really ridiculous. I mean, I wish you know what? I wish they had a better management to select people who moving into these properties because they wouldn't be around here if it was me. I'm like, I'm so sorry you have been denied. You know, one of those things. Yeah, I mean, like, why is this? Why is there a bunch of teenagers? Why don't they take that crap somewhere else? Take it on down the street. She walking us with pajamas is on. Are you are you gonna like call out the window right now? Are you? Just- I, I can't open. Uh, if I can open my windows wide, I would actually call it out. They put <laughs> these low class people in these nice buildings. It pisses me off. <laughs> they should put them. So I mean, they some people need to stay in the shelter. They just need to. They congregate and all in front. There's no benches out here. What are you going to sit on? So, <laughs> marching up and down the street like a dude. Come on, man. Yeah. A whole bunch of teenagers. This is not cool. Yeah. And now a baby's being brought in on a stroller. But anyway, okay. what I would think, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going off in a banter because yeah. it just pisses me off. These young people should be, this is why, you know what, I'm sorry. This is why they need to have uh, when you don't have any kind of training, home training, this is what you do. So this is what you do. And maybe this is why, at a certain point, like as you get older, you just have to move away from certain areas, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you just don't have the like. I don't have the. You know what I found? Like I don't have the patience for a lot of shit anymore. Like I don't. I also don't have as much patience as I used to have for people anymore. What mm-hmm. if, if people come to me with like weird energy now? I'm. Uh-huh. I'm blocking them. I'm shutting them down. I, I, before I would kind of absorb it and be like, Hey, you know, try to matrix with it. Like, you know, let's get into a better place. And now I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? You don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah. I don't need to talk to you. 
you come at me with some weird energy, I'm either going to try to let it go, and if it doesn't, it keeps bothering me, I got to let it go. But I realize that maybe as I'm getting older, my circle is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller, which is fine. Because like you, I tr only have like, there's certain people that I've, I've known for such a long time. We've been friends for such a long time. I don't think that's ever going to change. I think it's mm -hmm. in and out of your life in like shorter periods of time, but I'm just, you know, I'm just not, you know, I just don't have the energy for all their stuff, you know? Um, whatever it is, you got trauma, you got shit going on. You want to, you know, you, you want to be petty. Like I'm not a petty Betty, right? I'm, I'm with you. I'm coming right to you, right? Because all right. of it, and either we're leaving and we're cool, or we're not. we're gonna have a decision one way or another. Yeah, done for me. Yeah. So, um. So I'm just like I, I'm like letting all that stuff go. So I think like what like right now like you're looking at that, um. I'm, just I'm telling her to move on. They don't even live over here. Move on. Are you like tapping on the window right now? Is yes, you hear me? Mouthing that? Like, move on. Move on, kids. Go down the street. Yeah, go on down the street with that stuff. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to wind up getting in a lot of trouble. A lot. A lot. Calling the police. You I can't open up. I will call the police. That's the oh, thing. Lord, have mercy. Really? I will. You, in this day and age, you still. I, until somebody gets shot or not. Because kids do stupid things. Kids They do. They do stupid things. and Yeah, especially on this block. They're going to want to get in a lot of trouble. There's cameras all over this block. My goodness. I, I feel like I should start t telling you about the fight that we watched. Look at this. Look at this. Look at she's fighting the girl. Look at this. Oh. Look at this. Two of them fight. <laughs> Look at this. Well, at least they fight with their hands. That's one thing. Yeah, I mean, well, that's. And are they videotaping? I know that they're... black girl is jacking her ass. <laughs> that black girl is jacking her. Oh, she got her winging around. Look at us. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wish I could see it. Just keep. Oh gosh, she got the Puerto Rican girl. Ain't got no clothes on. Oh my oh. gosh, she tan her. Oh, she got on the ground. Oh. Oh, that does not sound. <laughs> That's. I. She got her butt beat. End of the story. She pulling her pants up. Oh boy, I can't even. Uh. -uh. She got her bra showing. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I. I I'm like holding my head right now. This is so ridiculous. I'm sorry, Simone. This is so ridiculous on a Sunday. That's why these people need to have their kids in Jesus. I'm sorry. This is disgusting me. Why are you on this block? You probably don't even live over here. Are you still yelling at the closed window? I can't even. No, but see, my window can only go so much because they got us in here like we're confined in a, in a homeless shelter or in some kind of a uh, senior citizen shelter. You can't raise the windows but a certain amount of, of point because they think people are going to jump out. People gonna jump out anyway. I can go straight through the glass. If when it's time to the people, they you know you can't have your windows open and be jumping out and shit. You gotta be. Oh my gosh. I'm not even gonna say that. Okay, I, I hope that's a fair up. fight. She got her ass kicked. That's all I can say. Excuse me, Lord, for saying that. She got her ass kicked. Keep it moving on down the street with your bra showing and everything. <laughs> that black girl tore her up. <laughs> You're doing all that hyped up. See okay. when you get too hyped and you talk too much, you get beat up. Oh my goodness. Listen.
Okay, so I have to say, Okay, back to what we were saying. I'm yeah, sorry. It's so funny because this is reminding me of the fight we watched last. So we watched, I didn't know, I, I heard about it, but I didn't realize um, but that Tyson, so Mike Tyson fought um, Roy Jones, right? They're both, uh-huh. they're like both in their 50s, you know, and uh, they had like, they call it an exhibition, uh, but it was, that was the title card and they had all these other fights. And so, Prior to their fight, you know, Snoop Dogg was there, you know, Wiz Khalifa, it was, there was no audience and they, they had music performances and then these fights. So they had like, you know, four or five fights. And as you're talking about that, it's making me think about the fight. There was this very, very short fight that was right before, before Tyson and Jones. And it was between Jake Paul, who I'd never heard of, and Nate Robinson, which if you follow basketball, you may have heard of. But he's Nate. Nate Robinson's like in his thirties, and he's decided that he's going into boxing. So I guess he played football, then he played basketball, and now he started boxing. So this was going to be his first fight. And Jake Paul is apparently a YouTube influencer. You know, he and his brother have apparently. I checked their net worth. It's it's seventeen to nineteen million dollars that they've made since like in the last decade. Uh, doing videos and having pranks and having followings online, uh, like on YouTube, it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. So um, so Nate Robinson, so he used to be a footballer, and the fight starts, and this guy darts out like he literally darts out like he like I think he was so revved up that he thought that he went into like football mode or something because he kept running at the guy right. He keeps Nate Robinson keeps running at Jake Paul, and um, and you know, with like his body slamming into him, like his hands are out to his side. He's not protecting three times. This guy gets, because he didn't even pull his hand up to defend himself. So he's, he's keeps charging this guy and he gets knocked the mm, out mm. in like the first minute of the second round. He goes down twice in the first round, right? Because he's, he's bolting into this guy. And then in the next one, like they've apparently been talking crap to each other over social media and hey, they're hyping the they're hyping the fight and everything like that, but going back and forth. But he came out and he got knocked the fuck out, bro. He <laughs> like like literally when he went down, like he I haven't seen that in a long time. Like sometimes you see people get in boxing and they get knocked down and they're just kind of woozy, you know, they're kind of like crouched. That third time he went down flat. He his his he was just out. And uh they they got him up. I mean it was tough. He couldn't even sit up for a while. And I'm going, this is not this is this is not something that I would take up in my midlife. You know, like after I've already done other sports, you know, our bodies start breaking down. Um of course it does. Especially and, for men faster. Right. And the w- funny thing about that is then the next fight is Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. And the interesting thing is like, so, you know, Mike Tyson, he's like, he's got that big ferocious, like, you know, that he is, you know, he's the knocker out, right? Oh, they go to police. See, see what I'm saying? Well, are the kids still there? Yeah, they disperse and they walk in their behind down the street. Somebody's going to tell somebody something. That's the police. Are they? Are they just rolling down the street? So what Yeah, they, they roll down the street because the fight is over. The girl's sitting on the bottom of the... Oh, she's sitting there, a gate on the floor. Oh. I guess her face hurts a little bit. 
Does she have her clothes back on at least? Yeah, she has her shirt on and her pajamas on. A girl kept on telling her, you know, like it's one of those teenagers, you know, if you, you hit me first, I hit you next. You hit me first, I hit you next. But she was so hyped up. She's walking up and down the street while we was talking and recording, just yakking her yakit trap. The girl just was standing on the sideline. And so when she went, she said, what, what, what? And I guess whatever the suit, they're going to please down this way. Here they come. Wow. Yeah, they um, leaving now. And a baby, is they got a baby watch the fight. That's crazy. Uh-oh, they stopped. Uh-oh, did they go to get now? Yeah. Let's see if they get out. They looking. Because see, these people over here, I tell you, there's cameras all up and down this block. And they got a shelter. You know, like they put these people from the shelter in this new building that has elevators in it. And, you know, they got garbage out in the front of their building. It's not part of ours. It's a separate, you know, entity. But, you know, the people who live over like, I'm not paying all this money to live over here for me to be seeing nobody fighting. The only fought I fight I seen when I lived over there and over there in that Jewish neighborhood was people jumping out of their car fighting for parking because somebody hit their car or two people cursing each other out or husband and wife fighting a man slapping a lady in the face. I've seen all of it over there. I seen a gang jump in fight. I did see that. Well, you know, this is no different. I guess this is my new sight saying. But, you know, like you were saying with the fight, how long did it take for him to knock the other guy out? Oh, he go two police cars. It, it didn't it didn't it didn't last long. He got knocked, knocked down twice in the first in the first um, in the first round. And there were only three minute rounds. So in the first three minutes, he went down on the ground twice. And in the first minute, pretty much of the second you know, maybe a minute and a half of the second round, he was out like a light. And I think he just needed to calm down. So mm. the, I, I have to go back to this. This I'm, I'm thinking about this fight on the street and I'm going. So I keep hearing like, you know, you know, I'm in the suburbs, you're a city girl, you know, and I, I'm, Ugh. but I'm not, into, like, I'm not into the fighting. Like, you know, like, my, my fiance doesn't get it. Like, I love being in the city. You know why I love being in the city? I love going, being able to go and eat stuff. I like being able to people watch, but not necessarily for fighting, just to, to see, to just see interesting people. I like being able to not know what I want to eat and be able to go downstairs or go outside and walk around and go, you know, take a train, bus, take a walk, go in, have conversation and chill. That's what I love about the city. And, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, you can go whatever uh the fighting yeah. the drunk people the pissing in the park you know the homeless like that's that's not my bag you know even though mm -hmm. it can be interesting to watch it's just not my bag mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not the thing that i that i just like yourself it's not the thing i want to see i i couldn't i couldn't i would be i, I would feel like you i would be livid right now I would be living that right now. I probably be, would, and I and I have to say I'm laughing at you because you're knocking on the window. But if if I was irritated enough, I feel like I feel like I, my family would have to pull me back because I'd want to walk out the 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 the, the house. And be like, <laughs> what is I going know on? you know me right. I mean, right there, what is going on? Is this really necessary? Can yeah. <laughs> what the heck? You and know? you know what? In all honesty, that's what I felt like doing. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting up here with a towel on my head. You know, they don't even live over here. That's the thing that gets me. You don't live over here. The Spanish girl probably lives over here. 
but they don't live over here. They some of them live around that corner. And the cops didn't park one right in front of my building and one at the corner of the building. They just waiting. They moving now. They walking their ass on that. See, people pay a lot of money over here. People work over here. Keep it moving. Take your kids with your kids on down the street. You ain't got no home training. That's why these kids don't have no home training. They just got their kids living like they're some elastic rubber bands. <laughs> All ready to pop if you keep on stretching them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, and yeah. I don't, you know what? I can't, because I have to admit that, uh, yeah. You know what? I can't even say anything. I, I think, I don't even want to get into this issue because it's so complicated. Um, I actually had a teacher tell me recently that if if children aren't reading, whatever the level is they're at, like what, three, you know, or third grade, that is an indicator of how the rest of their life is going to go. And wow, yeah, um, it's a good, it's a pretty good, not that there's not outliers, but um, I think she said third grade. And I don't know exactly what age that is. I don't know if that's six or seven. It just shows you how important what doing in those first years of this kid's life are you know probably the time mm -hmm. people are not so much are paying attention but are not. and so if you're not reading well by third grade um if your comprehension is poor it's very difficult to catch up it's very difficult to move ahead after that if you don't have focus so it's just you know with these kids like what you're seeing out there on the street like it's so hard to to fix that. It takes so much more energy. It's like something that has been going off at a tangent for such a long time. That's it is pull back to a line. Yeah, it is. And you're right, Simone, because some some of these parents, you know, they're either single parents or and they're no example for their children. Or they, you know, they'll have some guy come in. You know, they'll have three or four other children while they're young, while they're maybe like in their twenties or thirties. And these children got to fend for themselves. You know, they don't have any kind of structure for the children. And I'm not saying all parents, but some parents are single parents. I was a single parent. Uh, raised their children where they have more structure. You be around family. You know, my mother would not let anybody else babysit my kids when they were younger. You know, except for her. Right. So, you know, all my, all my husbands, all my ex-husbands, you know, uh, mother. You know, or, you know, or even Troy's mother, which see the um, Troy or Troy's or my sister or his or my daughter, my youngest daughter or my mother. I mean, it was never me like hardly taking him to daycare. And if I took him to daycare, I had to make sure it was somewhere near me. It was somewhere that I know that he'd be. I was looking at everything. And if I didn't like it, I moved him from one daycare to the next. It was just. You know, that's what it was. Even the daycare, like I said, he was in. There was an old Jamaican lady. She used to carry a belt. Oh, okay. All right. And she let you know. <laughs> she let you know. Even it was it was a it was a it was a Christian daycare center, but she let you know I will pop you. And she was an old gray head lady. She said, I don't hit them for no reason. But if they act unruly, I'm letting you know, Mom, if you don't want him in this environment, let me know now. I will pop him. And anyone else that starts trouble. And they were like two. Yeah. Every time I come in, they're all sitting down around her. You know, they're talking. As soon as the parents come in, she says, okay. You know, like one little boy was Jade. Okay, Jade, you can leave now with your mom. And okay, so they all leave. She's give them a hug, give her a hug, and going back. 
if they don't want to be there, believe me, kids will cry. Yeah, but you know what? You know, take back chat. That's that's the thing. Like my even still now, I'm I'm grown, and my my mom is like, oh, you know, who who are you talking to? And I'm like, I'm an adult now. Jamaicans don't take back chat. <laughs> Listen, they be like, you know, you're like, you know, you know. Hey, what would you know? Can I have an orange soda? Don't be feisty. I'm gonna tell you what drink you'll drink. You know, <laughs> just drink this ting. But I don't like grapefruit ting. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you. Listen, life is hard. Um, life is hard. That's right. <laughs> they, they, they don't. And I now I think like on a certain level, you know, sometimes you can take it too far, but kid like we were in line like i remember running as a child like you know when you you know like you go to a meeting on sunday or whatever like that and you finally get to play with your friends and you're running outside and we would all be running and then we get to the door and we'd all just freeze and walk slowly <laughs> calmly past the open door and then go running and like you could <laughs> feel their eyes like all your parent had to do was look at you and you were like look at you that look and you were like oh, oh my goodness you were like oh snap oh snap oh you know and then you start you start acting like ah oh what is this nice chair here i think i will sit there oh it's so comfy i'm such a good child i know i know i know did your mom do the one look Yo, oh you kidding me my mother was a my mother was like a a sergeant Oh my God! Sit down with your legs closed. Put your skirt down. You better have it. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> and we go outside, and I remember. I remember. I mean, like, I remember when um, my 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 brother, my mother didn't like me going on trips. You know, like trips with the school and stuff. So she told, she said, my daughter don't go on trips. So my brother forged her name on one of the trip slips. I'll never forget that. I was in fifth grade, and I wanted to go to the Bronx Zoo. So I had a good time at the Bronx Zoo, seeing all the animals and stuff. When I got home, my teacher name was Mr. Bullwinkle, believe it or not. And he had red, like red wild hair. And she came up and he's like, oh, Mrs. Hill. You know, he's hugging her. She's like, oh, you know, shaking her hand. He says, Genesis had a wonderful time at the Bronx Zoo. Why did you say anything? My mother said she did. Look at her. She looked at me. She did, did she? He said, oh, yes. She looked at me. Okay. She said, okay. Well, we talk to you later. She said, you're going to get your butt torn up when you get home. Oh, man. You're talking about I want to pee all down my leg and beat the teacher up at the same time? <laughs> Even though I was only in fifth grade, fourth or fifth, I can't remember. But I want to kill him. I want to kill him. And I was like sitting there. I ain't care. At the, you know, it gets to a point where you was like, I don't care. I had a good time at the zoo seeing alligators and everything. Right. And man, I, I'm telling you, and I got torn up from the floor up. And it wasn't my fault. My brother's the one that forged a signature. And I had to tell on him. So you had to, you told on him? You so what, I had to. Oh my God. I had to. Because teachers back then they were, you know, they were much, you know, like they were very involved in the students. So he showed her the paper. Oh. She's like, oh really? Oh. I was like, oh my God. I got torn up. I got some skin removed. Oh, and uh, oh yeah, skin was removed. And uh, then my brother got torn up too. He didn't get bad as me. I got torn up. And then it happened again, of course. You know, I wanted to go to Highland Park. <laughs> oh my God. And he forged his signature. She didn't find out about that till later. 
So we both got torn up again, you know, and, you know, my mother was very strict, uh, you know, uh, church lady. Nah, he wasn't playing. She gave you that one look. She used to tell us when you go in somebody's house, I will let you know right now. You better not ask for nothing to eat. You better not drink anything and you better not want anything. You understand? If they even ask you, you better say no. Right. And her friend, we went to her friend's house. She had boxes of chocolate. What can you give a little chubby, fat little girl? I wasn't fat, but a little chubby girl that wants to love chocolate. You. Me and my brother love chocolate. We were like, she's like, do y'all want some chocolate? We're like, no, no. <laughs> so, you know, parents was like, children should be seen, not heard. So we had to sit in the front bureau, in the front room, and they go in the kitchen, they have tea and they coffee and they laughing and stuff. Right. So she left the chocolate there. Man, the chocolate candy had two layers. Oh. Me and my brother ripped every layer off <laughs> underneath. <laughs> <laughs> we had candy all in our pockets. <laughs> when she came in the room, we were sitting up there like we just looking at looking listening to the radio. Because there really wasn't TV like that. So you listen to the radio and she had a cat. The lady had a cat that would actually was her god cat. Even when we go in the box to get candy, the cat would come up and jump on us. Oh, Lord. We didn't care because we were scared of animals. We would fling them across the room. And we <laughs> and we in there, we got chocolate. We put the layer back down. I said, by the time she found out, she won't know we took it or her son took it. We tore every piece that's, of candy up in there. That's what you guys were thinking, right? Because isn't it funny, like, how as a kid, you always assume that people are not going to know what happened. Because that's how we used to get into trouble. Um, my sister was great at getting me into scrapes. She would be like, trust me, Simone, nobody will know what happens. And I'm like, now I'm like, yeah, like when you when I look at kids or I look at people, even adults, sometimes I'm like, I know exactly what's about to happen. I'm like, is that the face? Because <laughs> that face is terrible. That face is saying exactly that you're guilty, exactly that you're up to something. Yes. But, oh my yeah, God. I'm telling you, I, yes. So my mom, we used to, my mom used to be concerned also about germs and dirt. So part of the oh. thing was not going into certain environments and, and eating where people didn't wash things properly and all that kind of stuff. She was very, very concerned about that. You know, Jamaican mm -hmm. food culture. So, you know, my dad, we would go on road trips and we would stop by, you know, he would take us to, there was this place you could stop and you would get like, you know, fried breadfruit, fried, you know, roast yam. You know, they would just roast the fish <laughs> in a chunk, right? Just right. Uh -huh. that, like the starchy, like, you know, roast yam. Everything was hot. You would pull up and it would just be steam coming from like these huts, you know? <laughs> just steam. And me, I, like, I was for it. I was like, yes! I wanted to <laughs> everything, right? Uh -huh. like, I'm like, what is that? They're like, it's manish water. I'm like, I will try that. And my dad was like, yeah, give her a look. You know, he was totally open to it. My mom would be in the car. Winston, where do they wash their hands after they use the bathroom? Oh, my gosh. And she had a point. <laughs> she did have a point, yeah. But she would be like, oh, my God. She's like, I don't even, how can you eat at this place? But even now, like, I have to say, like, you can't, like, that my love for street food continues and and you know that's the great thing about jamaica i don't know if you noticed that when you went on on the on the trip it's like you'll be driving down the road you stop at a stoplight and they're walking by with food they got mangoes mangoes you know they got <laughs> apples idioli apples 
They got <laughs> they got crawfish. You know, oh, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. be pushing that little truck across the street with the soup in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the light and peanuts, nuts. My favorite guy, nuts. Get your nut, you know, and he <laughs> a little skinny <laughs> whistle. <laughs> nuts, <laughs> nuts. And I, oh my God, this is so awesome. And my dad was an eater, but he didn't get chunky. I got chunky, but he... hormones, oh. hormones, folks. <laughs> Men have different hormones. Um, oh yeah. But he got he, you know, and I just loved that. Oh my god. And it, but then we would. I remember, no lie, they had this thing called suck suck, and suck uh-huh. is basically an icy in a bag, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you put shaved uh-huh. ice into a regular plastic bag. Right, and you put the syrup, uh-huh. in, right, and then all you uh-huh. do, they just the bag, right, and you just bite the edge of the bag, and then you suck it through the hole in the what? bag. What? Right? Oh my goodness! Listen, here's the thing about Jamaicans: we have the most descriptive phrases that are actually accurate for what you're eating. It was called "suck" because <laughs> you suck sucked it, right? And uh-huh. and. I remember like we were at this this guy's house and he was like, you know, it was in the country and whatever like that. And my mom was visiting. She was doing, you know, it was like a spiritual religious visit and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it wasn't like a family member or something like that. And he's like, would you like a suck suck? And I was like, would I like a suck suck? <laughs> would I like a suck suck? <laughs> and my mother's like, I think she, I'm not sure if she was looking at me or you know how when you avert your eyes so that like, uh-huh. you see the the messaging that's being programmed to you and uh-huh. girl he went and got that suck suck and I just you know the thing is like the, you know it's in the bag so if somebody hands you the bag their hand has touched the bag it's not yeah no you don't know where the bag has been <laughs> but you're a kid you know and I just I remember when she just she didn't say a thing when we got back to the car she was like I can't believe (laughs) I don't remember the whole conversation but I remember that I had violated the rules and I didn't even know did he wash his hands before he handed that to me I had I could have been sick you know that's true but man I still remember that sucks up that might have been the best sucks up I ever had and you see, the thing about it is, we was we were strong. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I think the kids now are such wusses, you know. But we were just stronger, even though even I mean, now you have so many more people and so many more uh, influx of so many people from so many places where they don't disinfect. And even if it was a suck suck bag, we were equipped for that because we were strong children. Believe it or not, we were. We were, getting- you know. Food. We're getting much more home cooked food. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Stuff. And I and I do think exactly. Like you know, and and actually, when we were kids, like now, you can go every day. You can have stuff that you only used to have on special occasions, right? So every mm-hmm. day, you can get the cake you love. Every day, you can get the dessert you love. Every day, you can have the meal that you love. Whereas when we were kids at that time, that was only stuff you got on special occasions, right? So right. now they're making special occasion food, but it's not made with the same kind of love and right. I don't even say love, just that care and ingredients that was 
at, at the time, like, okay, I'm baking a cake. The person who was baking the cake was baking her best damn cake right then, right? Now, right. the cake is just, you know, they're mixing a whole, you know, terrine of batter and pouring it out, voop, 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 like down the, the conveyor, right? right? And we're like, oh, I want some lemon cake, you know? And it's been frozen in the back for like six weeks, right? They just mm-hmm. it up today and iced it or whatever, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. how can you, how can you not have, uh, how can you not, I feel like, I feel like, how can we not have like plastic in, in us? You know what I mean? Like, how can all of that, I don't even know how we're still living. I, I, I think that if like, I, I don't even know if a fast would do it. Like there's got to be, I, I feel there's got to be so much toxic crap in our system. There is, but we're toxic crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's the truth. I mean, we're supposed to, we're supposed to fight off germs. Our bodies have billions and billions of holes in it. We are nothing but absorb a sponges. So we are supposed to have an immune system that was that is supposed to, you know, like be in the environment. But I understand what you're saying because of the toxicity of the environment now. About the plastic. You're 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 amazing. You're amazed that we're still walking around. But some people they don't use certain things. Even if they do use plastics, they'll use. You know, some people are green. They only use PBA. Some buildings are green now. Some cleaners are green. You know, I mean, like I always tell people, and I'm going to say it to you, because I think one time you said, no, you're not going to have all those people in your house. Oh, well, something we were talking about before you hung up last two weeks ago. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, because everyone's different, because there is, plastic is actually made from what? Plastic is derived from rubber. Am I correct? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. From oil, but I'll go with you. From oil. Okay, but oil... but I'm trying to say whatever element it is, it's a derived from whatever's on this planet. I don't care how you manipulate it, it's still derived from whatever element there was on this planet. That's an interesting perspective. Okay, so even though we are so, manipulating it, it's still right. derived from natural sources. So right. we should not be afraid. We should just continue on and... and let no, we're going to continue on until the, the crime clock turns upside down with we are no longer continuing on. But I'm trying to say is, yes, the, the you know, like anytime you burn something, you, you, you know, it goes into your, it's, it, it, it's producing your bloodstream differently. But plastics, I understand, like when we cook, like even in microwave, we shouldn't even be using those. You know, those things cause cancer because it's like a big nuclear bomb inside your kitchen and we're warming up our food with it. You know, so it's, it's, it's rays and stuff, whatever, you know, but and we're not really supposed to be using those. That's a whole different story. That's like gamma rays, you know, for Spider Man and all of that. I, but uh, <laughs> I, listen, you're, <laughs> I'm with you. I I remember when the first microwave came out and people didn't want to use it. And there's still some, people, yeah, a small subset of people who don't want to use it. But right. But yeah, I, I I forget what I forget what people were saying about it. I honestly don't pay attention anymore because I use it. <laughs> Yeah, we all you we all use it. I mean, like even the hospitals use it now. Before schools use it, before schools used to cook your lunch. Right. You know, they put it in a big oven and a slide out like an easy bake oven and a slide out on the other side, and your food was cooked because that's what they use. You they use convect what a convection ovens or whatever they call it. Yeah. They use those kind of ovens that cook real quick. So, so then they became they wanted to do something that would be a little faster. But I'm just saying that whatever 
uh, and I understand we're not supposed to have particles in our body. Like sometimes it, it turns in like polyps or cysts or, you know, it can be cancerous because it has been introduced into a belly that's full of acid and stuff and flames and whatever else. You can get sick from a spider bite. Is that not the natural thing? Um, you can die from a spider bite, yeah. you know. As long as the spider bite bites me outside, if the spider bites me inside my house, it's not natural and it's going to be a match to the death. And oh what? Wow, lose. That's all I'm saying. Like you can you can hang out and eat bugs in here and serve a purpose. That's natural. You right. me and we are at war. Uh oh. I'm sorry. I just I have I have. Listen, if I see an ant crawling across the wall, the, the floor inside my house, anywhere, I I don't have a problem with ants outside. Ants, you are outside. You are free in peace. I'm not trying to step on you, but you come inside my house, I want you to understand it's a hostile environment. And I'm going to be honest with you. I will kill some ants, and I will leave them see? so their friends can come and see that this is the death place. Come this on. is the point I'm making. This is the death place. <laughs> So now you want to, with all your billions of holes, be the sponge that you really are and just kill the ants who's coming in there probably just, oh, you know what? That Simone got a few boxes of sugar she got maybe or, or some sweet sugar over there. We could carry that over to our nest and, you know, help down, help with the environment, which ants do, you know, just keep cultivating the land. But no, she comes in, she puts a big shoe on us. Smash, you're dead. Later for the environment. Hostile. Give me my plastics. Listen, listen, I get along. You know what? I get along with most things and most beings. I'm just going to say there's certain things <laughs> and certain people. You mess with me. I feel like it's an incursion. I feel like it's a hostile event and I meet it back. Yeah, I understand that. And I am. I understand. I'm, you know, listen, you, this is, it's just the way I feel. And plus, listen, I don't. I grew up in a tropical island, okay? So you got lizards, bugs, mm -hmm. uh -huh. ants, roaches, right? All sorts of stuff that's that's all over the place, right? Like there's uh -huh. no there's no winter to kill anything. So everything is just breathing, uh -huh. right? And as a child, like we had the way our house was laid out, it was there was an area that was just open, right? So it, it was like an it, it was grilled in, but it was all open. You know how people have verandas in Jamaica. It's all it's all open. You know, it's just natural. Right. And out. And so you would have like you know you know lizards would come in and out and sit on your plants and then go back out, right? And I would and sometimes we'd chase them back out. Like I don't know how they they obviously weren't seeing that the grill was a line, but uh -huh. every night like I would go upstairs, right? And thank God we you know our bedrooms were upstairs. Um. And that was my fear. Like, what if one of those things comes up here and crawls over my face? Right? You know? <laughs> uh -huh. So I still to this day I close the door, right? And <laughs> like, look, you can be a bug out there, but don't be a bug in here. Like I, I, I really like I still have that thing. So um not that I freak out. Like, if I go to Florida and there's, like, lots of bugs and stuff like that, I don't have a problem. I'll put my stuff in plastic, you know. I'll keep things off the ground. I make sure, like, I have everything on my counter in a container. I'm not, you know, nothing is going to sit out where you feel like you can just, you know, pierce through a bag. You're going to have to bore a hole. You come with your drill. You know, come with your drill. Oh, okay. Right? And, um, but, yeah, like, I, I think an ant in the bedroom 
is considered for me more hostile than an ant in a kitchen. So if you come from the bedroom side of my house, I feel like, you know, I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, I'm morphing. I am, you know, getting my biggest gun. I'm coming for you. Like, I that yeah. day I will stop at Home Depot and I will get some shit to kill that shit. On, on the, oh, 100%. Wow! Kill it dead. Well, I guess you don't need the um or what's it, Orkin man? I guess you are the Orkin woman because you are, you know, you just gun, gunning for. I understand what you're saying. You're saying as long as they outside, I won't entread. What do you call it? Is that so? How you say it? Tread upon or whatever they say. I won't impose myself upon your environment in any way to harm you. But when you come into my environment to harm me. Oh, we have issues. Oh, it's and likewise, they tell you, you know, don't come over here like, you know, like if you just say you have a bird, you know, a woodpecker or a, go a goose, I guess they were called geese. And, you know, geese are very protective. So, you know, they'll actually hunt you down yeah. if you come near them, you know, like something like that. Like, why are you over here? Mind your business. I, That's what they really say. I have geese, <laughs> I have geese in the mm -hmm. pie and I have the same thing with them. You can walk on the grass past my, you know, but don't come on my grass that is right outside of my grass. That's how I feel. I feel like oh, you can go down the other side, but like pretty, pretty early on, I was like out there with like, okay, I'm putting white pepper down. Like, I don't, I don't need your little like poop bombs in the grass outside my house. You know, I just, oh, okay. And then, um, but here's the thing. I feel like it's a, you are exactly right about what I'm saying. And not only that. So I'm not, I'm listen, I'm not, I'm not going to the jungle unarmed. I'm not going to have a pet tiger. I ain't doing that shit. I am not. Right. That is not natural environment. Okay. That's not right. Because I already know how I am. I can be jumpy. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Then, you know, <laughs> I jump in my sleep and, <laughs> and you know, it's all over. <laughs> You know, and they probably look juicy. Like I, they're probably looking. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm winter eating, like I'm literally <laughs> wintering. They know they can get their healthy fats. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so something they probably stay in the cave a minute longer. You know. <laughs> I. <laughs> they're like the bears didn't come out yet. Oh. They're like later for you guys. <laughs> when you know you're a juicy target, you gotta stay out of harsh environments. You you do have to stay out of harsh. You're right. This is why I can't. You know, Simone, I want to ask a question if you don't mind. <clears throat> yes, go right ahead. I, ah, I can't. Ah, yeah. Love. Love. Where did we get the word love from? Oh. What does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean when someone say they're in love? And they're out of love. Okay. Um, so I think that there are, my understanding is that there are many different types of love. There's familial love. There's agape, which is the general mm -hmm. love. Oh, mm -hmm. Pick love. Mm -hmm. Probably like some other loves that, that are not, but you know, there's for definitely agape, romantic and familial, right? Right. Um, and then there's probably some other things, but so yes, mm -hmm. for, me, for me, I, I, there are people that I love, but I'm not in love with. Um, mm -hmm. There are times that I'm in love with people. And then when I realize that we're not going to work out and that the things that were worrying me about them before we got into the relationship are true, um, 
then I'm out of love with them. But I think I still love them as people in themselves, honestly. Like, I think for me, like, you know, even, even if we, you know, I'm not in love with you, I can love you for who you are. Right. Mm. And maybe appreciate you. And probably one of the greatest self-development things that I've done in the last couple of years has been able to, um, be in love with someone, be in a relationship with someone, um, have things go tragically wrong, like, like screaming downhill and then, um, be able to give enough time to just appreciate that person for who they are and the care that they did have for me and that I did have for them and love them for being a being. So that's what it means to me right now. I'm in love, like, you know, cause I'm engaged. I'm just going to say it again, engaged. Mm-hmm. I'm in love. Um, but I also think that before I was in love with my fiance, I think I, I developed a love for them about who they were before we became mm-hmm right so mm-hmm. i think if we you know let's say we broke up let's not speak that into existence um but if something happened then i think i would i i think they I, i'm pretty sure they wouldn't talk to me they'd probably like burn they'd probably burn their phone just to not have to you know like I, i'm pretty sure they'd be done um but for me okay. I, would still, I would still love them okay you don't the reason why i ask that question is because to me Mm -hmm. love is just love there is no in and there's no out it's just love period Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as i love you know like when a couple is married they'll say i love you or dating Mm -hmm. tomorrow i don't love you the next day i'm in love with you the next day i don't in love with you (laughs) there is no such thing it's like saying very very you understand what i'm saying i got you it's just love there is no in, there is no out. It's just, I love you or I don't love you. I don't know why society have put this thing on an in and out. It's I'm, I love you or I don't love you. So I you. I got you. And I, you know what I think though? I think the concept, like how you're saying, like how people are in love, out of love, in love, out of love, mm-hmm. that you're right. I don't think that, I think that people actually, so first of all, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but I do think people overuse the concept of love, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so they meet someone and they're attracted to them and they think they're in love. They meet right. someone and they're in lust with them and they think they're in love. For yes. Me, very clear definition of that. Like, I can be attracted oh, yes. to you. I can be like, oh, oh, I got a feeling. I don't love you, right? Um, right. And for me, there's a clear definition. And sometimes there are people I meet and I say, hey, man, I love you, you know? But I don't mean like I love you like, you know, affection, affectionately. And I also don't mean like I love you like you're my sister. I mean that I love I'm I what I actually should be saying is I really enjoy your personality and who you are as a being. And so I think mm-hmm. it's very cool. And that's what I mean. Like, like that, like, dude, I love you, man. you know, um, right. I love you, man. But yes, the whole in and out is. For me, what I've seen is a lot of my in and out is not that I stop loving the person. You're right. I think it's our own, it's our own reflections on what's happening, right? It's sometimes right. insecurities and our own fears. Um, and we put, and I know for me, sometimes I can put a lot of, you know, I think we all do it. We put too much attention on like a microscopic period of time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That now I, you know, now I'm focused on that, right? 
and yeah love them because we're focused on that and i i think right right i think you know i think that's something like a lot of us do i think it's it takes actual work to recognize that but i think that's that like i feel like the days that i'm not in love with somebody it's probably Mm -hmm. fear and insecurity like um are they do i really not like them because would you spend so much time with somebody you really don't like or is it that you just don't you just are not connected to what they're doing today and and i think that aligns with what you're saying like you're not out of love maybe your representation of it is different and then yeah and then i think what people what people when people say love you know like i'm like first of all in order for you to love someone you know like that's why you know like it says you got to love you know to me, you got to love God, love yourself. And then you're able to show love to someone else. Not in love, out love. Because those are just societal words people use. I'm in love. I'm a, You can be attractive. Yes, that's a tra- attraction is, is, is true. You know, even though that's a word we made up too. Right. It's just that sometimes, you, like you just said, you love their personality. Right. You know, I really love this brother. Sometimes you got to love the person you hate. Mm-hmm. So it it's all depends on who you are. Because even though you love the person you hate, you know, because there's only, it's either love, or my brother say love or fear. Fear, hate, they all go the same thing. They all go in the same realm, you know? But, you know, it's like, if you love someone, you can actually learn to just say, you know what? There before God's grace, if I go as I, because I could be that same type of person. Right. So you are, like you say, you are in love with their personality. You are in love with who they are. You are in love with what they represent, you know, you know, like you'll even see people who murder somebody and a lady be like, I love you. You just killed the whole family. Right. That and that because she loves that type of personality. She's attracted to that type of person because she is that type of person. So we really, we really are representatives. We are supposed to be representatives of love, you know, towards one another. And, I, and we are supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're not supposed to be in love with our neighbors. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Right there, right? That loving, loving someone generally or loving, having, having that, that's agape, the general love for people, regardless of whether right. or not. That says, hey, I'm not. Right, concerned. exactly. Okay. Can I just say that what, what your brother said about love and fear, like not even love and hate and fear, I would say, Based on my personal experience, I think that's 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 pretty close. But I would also add hurt. I think that we are. I think that we love that that it's hurt and fear, different fear. But for for me, I think hurt is what affects my ability to love someone agape or not. Like, did they hurt me? Right? Um, because I think I can. I can agape them like I'm not wishing bad on you, but if you hurt me, then I, you know, yeah, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, if you're, you know, thirsty on the street, I'm not giving you water. Now, you know, I just would mm-hmm. put energy towards it. You know, if you hurt mm-hmm. me, I'm not any energy towards you. I'm just, I'm, mm-hmm. but I just, I just think that that is kind of what like I think like we get hurt we're living and we get hurt and so now we are carrying our hurt and we're afraid of hurt right so when we hate people in 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 some senses I can't say it's, a, it's in some senses when we hate people part of that is our fear of being hurt right mm-hmm. 
like you know how I would hate if somebody came with like you know you know didn't you know was gonna kill me because of my skin color um I don't love them because I'm afraid of being killed right <laughs> or being right killed. um mm-hmm. but I think that some of our in love out of love is is really that hurt like and and sometimes what you know from what I've learned really is we're carrying hurt we're building up that hurt from things throughout our life from childhood through experiences we have and then mm-hmm. we interact with each other even as adults um that hurt is affecting our behavior and our perception of people that's true projecting onto that that's true because most people if they've ever been hurt and i'm not talking about children because i don't you know that's a whole nother realm i don't want to go to i'll rather go into like adult right. because if you if, i know whatever whatever function you go through as a child it do come into your adulthood so i I'm just not going to talk about it right now. Not that they don't exist, right. but I'm saying because even if you are a child, right, and some things we don't have, uh, we can't say to ourselves, "I'm going to fix this the way I want to fix it." Because you're still a child, so you're still in the developmental stage. Even though there's grown-ups, they're still in. The, we're always in a developmental right. stage. We're never ever ending till we close our eyes. So the fact that uh, a child does don't have any kind of perception of all. They have more love than we can even think about. I mean, children have uh, more thought perception into what love is. We just don't give it to them, or we don't show it to them, or whatever. Are they? Are we lose it? Are we abuse or it towards children? Hurt them. Whatever. We hurt them. But as an adult, yeah, we hurt them. Or as an adult, now as an adult, what we've brought into from childhood, we have two things we can do: confess it. I, we have we have to address it and confess it that you know in my lifetime someone hurt me because if you don't address it you won't get rid of it so you will keep dragging it in from one and even if you're an adult and you always was you know like under your parents or whatever and they you know they what do they call they doted on you or whatever and then you wind up meeting a guy and the guy wind up disappointing you or hurting you we think of it as, as hurt it does hurt it does hurt your you know it's an emotional feeling it does hurt you but in the end what you have to do you have to address that say well why did he hurt me okay well you know what well, maybe he went to so-and-so or maybe he was always like that we can't try to analyze the the person or why they did it or analyze the per- the reason why but we have to address why we feel that way exactly and we then we have to move person. and we have to move past it right we, can't- we have to move past it because it's part of an experience remember we are having an experience in this humanity yes so we can think we're not this is what we are doing so every experience is not a good one to us but everything is necessary for the experience of our life to shape us to form us you know some people don't want some people don't want to uh you know like some people don't want to realize that you know this is to shape us to form us the girl got her butt beat outside. It shaped her to know to leave that girl alone. <laughs> but who knows? You know, but who knows? Maybe she'll come back with a knife. You know, but she might get beat up with that. She, she might. Exactly. She, you know, it, it's the go left. You know, yeah, but I, I like the fact that they went hands on. They didn't do no knives, no nothing. And the people was around them, they, you know, they pulled them back and they were finished. Five minutes. They were done. You know, but I'm just saying it, it, it maybe as she get grown, that's going to be a hurt to her. That's going to be embarrassing because you're right. going to go up to school. Well, at least they're not in school, but that's embarrassing. Two, you should have thought 
and say, you know what, let's leave this on. Let's just be let bygones be bygones. But because of all the hurt and everything she went through in her whole life, maybe she had to fight. Maybe there's some black girls that used to always bother her. You know, maybe she want you. Know, maybe somebody say you a bad broad. Maybe she beat up somebody in her life. And sometimes you get the comeback because there is a comeback. There is a circle. It comes back. You probably beat up some little black girl back when you was a kid. Now oh. you getting your butt beat out in the middle of the street with everybody watching you. So that's that's karma. So and that just you just uh, I I agree with you. So just breaking this down, I I think I think what you're saying is 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 technically it's it's a mature it's if you take a mature view on your interactions with people, right? If you take mm -hmm. and what I what I'm learning and what I I once heard one of these folks say to somebody, you know, you can't take it personal. You can't, and, and not in the sense they were right. somebody heal. And they were talking about um, just the trauma that they had been through. And right. when we get hurt, we are projecting onto other people our feeling and that they maybe they had some intention of hurting us, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. And that may not be the fact. They may not have intended to hurt us, but we are projecting that. And so there's some things that we can't take personal in that sense. And then you're, you're right. The other part of it, as we move through life, is that we are repeating our trauma if we do not confess it, like you said, like be willing to, right. to be uncomfortable and delve into right. why, why, why things aren't working or why we're having, um, why we're having effects with our personality or with our happiness or our contentment that we can't attain. Uh, you can mm -hmm. look outside for that. You have to look inside and inside and, and you have to do your own personal work to get to a place where you can find your own contentment and happiness There's nobody's going to bring that to you. Nobody's going right. to, everything is just a salve over. Have you dealt with the core of whatever it is that hurt, that fear, that pain, that right. damage, right? Right. right. And um, right. even, even the best of us, even the, 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 the squishiest, loviest of us, we have some things that we're carrying that affect definitely and how we interact with each other. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Like you see people say, oh, I'm so in love with my husband. You be like, yeah, right. What really goes on? <laughs> I mean, you say to yourself, what really goes on? Is real? Is this really real? Because, and then when you find out, oh, well, me and him argued. What? I thought y'all was such a lovely couple. Yeah, he slept right. around. You'd be like, oh my goodness. Right. Well, because like I said, you know, like you said, people, you have to deal, you have to, you have to first, like I said, you have to really, I mean, that's for people who know, you know, have a relationship, you know, like with God or have some kind of, uh, whatever they, you know, like they got to have some kind of form of it, you know, some kind of opening of their eyes or whatever. And you have to really say, you have to really search yourself. You know, you really have to say, what is, what is not right with me for me? For me, right. what is not <laughs> it's right? just like racism, and 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 we have to not project. So very often we project our feelings on the other person. So if we yes. love, we're projecting that they love us, right? Right. And it's interesting because I I was thinking about trust, and I wanted to talk a little bit about trust at another time, because you can be in a relationship with somebody and have different levels of trust where you trust them and they don't trust you. 
right? But you could pr- be projecting that, that, that an expectation that they're going to trust you and therefore you, you're behaving that manner, right? So you're projecting that you can trust your husband or spouse or partner or wife. Right. You're, you're, you, and sometimes when we get signs that things aren't great, we hyper-focus on the things that are, are working. And so we're trying to focus on that and not really deal with the negative feelings that we're having about other stuff that's going on. Um, it's very hard to let go of people. You know, all of us have this fear. We all have an innate fear of loss, uh, whether that's losing money, losing, you know, something, but definitely in relationships, the fear of loss, even of a broken, tragic, toxic attachment to someone. Oh, yeah. So strong it get, yeah. that we mm-hmm. project that we are, love this person, even though we really don't. We're just addicted to the bullshit, Right. Yes, exactly. We're, we're familiar with the bullshit. We're, we're not in love. Exactly. We're familiar with this kind of crap, right? Of course. And we're afraid that if we let this go, we don't know what where we're going. And and I and I I'm going to tell you, I've had that feeling where I'm like, okay, if I let go of this that is not making me happy, right? I don't know what it is that I want. So, what am I going to do? And that makes you hold on to shit that you don't really want to hold on to. And it was only by, you have to get comfortable. And I, I went through a period, this is a couple of years ago, like I, I, I was going through this thing of, of what I called going with the universe, with putting some intention. Okay, I need to change from, I need to move from this energy into this space. And I don't know where it's going, but I'm going to trust good intention to allow me to let go of things that don't work for me and move towards things that are going to be beneficial and representing the way that I want to lead my life. And it's a very difficult, uncomfortable process. Like I felt like I woke up some days and, and I didn't know who I was and where I was going and felt very, very disconnected. But I kept forcing it kind of, right? Because it was uncomfortable. And then I got to a point where I started to see that it worked, right? And, right. and bit by bit, I've been able to let go of, of relationships that don't serve me, environments and people that are toxic. Um, and even and even now the hardest part at the end is letting go of the toxic expectations of ourselves, right? Letting go of that, right. that part, you know, how we're judging right. ourselves, how we're dealing with ourselves and, right. you know, and, and, and loving ourselves in a way that's holding ourselves accountable and recognizing what we're doing but also then forgiving and truly letting ourselves go and saying, it's okay. You don't have to know what's coming next. It's okay. Yeah. I remember a man said one time, he said, you know how some people say, you know, like I forgive you, Mm -hmm. you know, like we had a meeting one time and they said, I forgive you, but I don't forget. Then you didn't truly forgive them because forgiveness is truly forgiving. That means letting it go. That doesn't mean you have to be a fool sitting up there. Hey, we got to let you put my pocket. You know, they stole money from you. Just say, took your pocketbook and ran down the street. And then you sit up there. Hey, you know, yeah, I forgive you for it. But you know what? I forget it. But no, what you're doing is you just say, I forgive. And you leave it alone. But you know not to leave your pocketbook there. Right. You don't have to say, you don't have to tell the person, I won't forget it. That means you're going to hold them guilty. So you never really forgive. Either don't forgive. And that means you're putting. And just leave it alone. Right. You're putting energy towards that negative yes. interaction you had. Yeah. Or like you said, yeah, exactly. the experience that you had with them that you experienced negatively. If you're saying, right. I forgive you, but I don't forget, 
in that sense, you are still holding on to your negative emotions and you're holding on to it. Yes. You're holding on to it. And and I do believe what you think is what becomes toxic in your body. So if you're holding to that negative thing, um, then, then you are putting that, that, that toxic energy into your body and you're not helping yourself or them. And exactly. there's some people like I, there's some people who have hurt, you know, who have hurt me and I'm still getting over it. <laughs> you know, um, I was thinking recently just about interactions I had and I was, you know, and, and I felt very hurt by, by, by certain behavior. And I can't say that like I missed the interaction or whatever like that. I can't say that, that, that I, haven't that because that hurt is still there it's hard to forget right Mm -hmm. and that hurt still has an effect on 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 your emotions and your sense of well-being right Mm -hmm. um and it takes a lot of work sometimes to let go of certain types of hurt uh you know some people just cut ties with people or they just you know you have to listen whether whether you want to pray about it or you want to you know, talk to a, a therapist, talk to some, uh, you know, a social worker, someone who can help you process and someone who's had the experience to, to see your situation over and over again and be able to help you uh, let go, right? That, right. That, so, you know, I read a, a great book recently and it was, it was, it was called, it's letting go and it's, it's about um, letting go and codependency. Um, and, it was very helpful um, in terms of learning where to create boundaries with people. And right. That's very important. Very important. And just getting to a place where, where it's okay for me to just be in my, you know, in my energy and not be concerned about other people. I think, yeah, I think it's like the thing I listen, I, this is, I think this is like an, a Jan Lavanzant. I think that's her name, right? A Jan Lavanzant. She has like, that's her name. Right. On own. And she was talking, this thing, I have had this thought in my head. It was something like she was talking to one of the people, you know, this woman on the show, she's a grown woman who had her own children and was feeling separated. They were having some dysfunction between them. And, but she was holding to her that, I guess, when she was young, her mom had to leave her, right? And go and do something. Or her mom, like, I think it was, I think it was Lunell. I think it was that, her, her, when she was born, her mother had, her brother had been killed and her father, her mom's husband had died suddenly. And then she was born and her mother gave her away. And she really felt like the mother, her mother failed her and that made, did not love her and made a choice to let her go. And Ihana said to her, you know, you, you can't take it personal. She wasn't making conscious decisions at that point. And I'm going, how can you tell this woman not to make it, to take it personal? And I was thinking about it and I was, and And really trying to get under it. Like how would, and I was like, oh, I see, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you have put all these connotations on someone else without without taking into consideration their situation and maybe that's right thinking and 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 saying it's not personal in the fact that in that moment they were not capable to think about you they were maybe just struggling for air on their own and the thing that they do was understand that they couldn't take care of this right right and and i and 
so that allows you to let that go because as long as we are saying that this person meant to hurt me right we are never going to recover from the trauma exactly and we become selfish because that's what we are we're selfish human beings because by nature we're selfish you know and and the fact that the matter is that we have to get past it it's just like if you like I just said, we could talk about it another time, but I have three topics I'm gonna talk about next time. Mm-hmm. But three little quick ones. We can just throw them out there. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is it's about it's just like racism. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the people and you say, Well, where did it come from? It's like to me, it's like sin is sin. That's the way I look at it. So it doesn't make a difference how it is. It's just a lot of hurt, disappointment. You know, it's really just we all sum it up as sin. Sin is anything that's not, is, is fair. Same thing. Hurt. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, not trusting or whatever. Trusted, not trusting. Even though the Bible say put no trust in no man. No man. So you can't trust nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, there's mothers that Listen. there's mothers that trust their children. The children blow their head off. So I mean, okay. that's why it goes to you trust anyone. I think we should I think we have to, I think, okay. I, I I think like there's so much conflicting stuff that people could say. I think it's difficult for people to parse between what is applicable in a specific situation and what is not. Right. So, right. Um, you know, like there are all these things that we can say, but not everything is applicable in every situation. So I, I say this as, cause I'm a trusting person by nature. Right. So, um, <laughs> I'm more like, but you don't trust the ant. You don't trust the ant even to come over your threshold. Be quiet, Simone. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> he might just be coming in and say, "Hey, Simone, how are you? I just want to let you know I love you." And walk right on out, but you don't smash them with your toe. But you know what? <laughs> hey, he's furtive. He's, furtive. he's he, furtive. You never know. He's probably a messenger. Sent to give you a message. They are creation too. They sent to send you. Sent to send you a message. Simone, I love you. Walk on out your out the room. Okay. There you go. I have <gasps> messing with. Listen, I need my messenger. The person needs to send me a messenger with a louder voice, bigger body. You don't know what he's gonna say. <laughs> you don't know what he's gonna say to you. <laughs> Every messenger is not going to come the way we want them. They don't have to come in human Very form. I know. <laughs> you know, you have that beautiful dog there, that beautiful butte. <laughs> Where that little beauty at? <laughs> Them beautiful eyes. Right, right now he's caged because I don't need him pawing and, and clawing at the door to be next to me. Well, oh, see? See? There it go. So now not only do you have a messenger, you have a guardian. I do have a guardian. I do. Have That's that. right. I have- Don't, one thing I like about the, the besides humanity, I love nature. Mm-hmm. Nature means animals, birds, whatever, bugs, whatever, creepy, creepy, thing, whatever they are, that they obey God. Amen. I, I feel like, should I say amen now? Amen. <laughs> because they do what they're supposed to. <laughs> They do what they, they're not going to sit at the table with two forks in their hand, bang, bang, bang. Baby, they love you. I don't care if you beat their behind. They still going to love you. Yeah, I would say. I don't care if they, you know what? They they will beat you, beat their behind. They will still love you. Yeah. 
because you can come back and tell them, I'm so sorry. They'll be right. And <laughs> you know, because they love, they just love. It's simple thought. It's, it's, it, and maybe, and maybe that's the secret to happiness, right? It's simple thought. Mm-hmm. We're, we are overcomplicating everything. We're oh yeah. Oh yeah. Complicating everything. And on of that, course. And on that note, we are going to listen. We could go on and I would love to. Go we on. can go on and on and on. <laughs> but we're going to pause here for today. And, but we are going to be back. Um, I want to thank everybody who was listening. Please hit subscribe. <gasps> and um, we will be back. Remember, we will be doing some of our targeted episodes. Um, I am going to do a Money Works episode. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Listen, I'm doing this segment. It's just, it's all about money and making your money work for you, not just working for your money. We're trying to get all. And I want, yes, Simone, that sounds so good to get into that topic. You know, I'm sorry we went over the time. No, no, it's fine. So we're, we're, listen, listen, like you said, this is the experience. That's there. That's right. It is, it is the appropriate time. That is the appropriate time. Whatever time. That's right. Have the conversation. Whatever time it is. That's right. So amen. Hallelujah. The only reason that's right is because I'm running out of battery. (laughs) So my phone. Is that not something else? Is that not agape love? <laughs> Agape love would say plug it into the wall, man. <laughs> so, and, and I would say my fear of technology is concerned that if I plug this thing out and plug something else out, that something's going to go off with our with our with our recording. So, okay, all right then. It's it's more of a of a technical a, a technical fear <laughs> than anything else. That's um, right. That's I, right. I love you, and and thank you again for coming and chatting. I love our conversations. Um, we go all over the place, uh, but we, but we know where we are, right? Yes. Yes. So That's right. We go around the world, but it's a small world anyhow, but anywho, <laughs> so listen. Simone, thank you for inviting me once again to the recording. And next time I will have three topics that I would like to throw out there awesome. to our listening audience and see what they come back with, you know, during their listening time or their downtime. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. So, all right. All right. Thank you and have a wonderful day, everyone. And Simone. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Love and soul. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. And, uh,